Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Season seven, Rhea. (laughs) (laughs) So when we started this podcast, did you think we'd make it this far? For me, these podcast episodes, like, I mean, I don't know how many people know this, and I know I've mentioned it before, but effectively what we do in these podcasts is that you create an outline, Mm -hmm. and then I ask questions, Mm -hmm. and you channel a lot of the podcast. Yeah. I'm processing a lot of the podcast. And so each episode is a surprise for both of us, effectively, (laughs) every time. And it's, it becomes building blocks to something bigger. We're always working towards something. And I guess part of me is confused about what we're working towards this time, because technically the last episode of the last season was called Finn. So (laughs) is this what, new beginnings? I'm not sure. I don't understand. Um, well, no, actually, that's a question. That what is, is question. this season about? So this season is called Spirit in Motion. So we ended... How do you... Sorry, quick question. Yes. How do you know what it's called? Do you just hear a voice in your head that just goes, it's called Spirit in Motion? How does it work? No, I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fair. I'm trying to remember because I think for a while I thought it was something else. I can't even remember what this what I thought this title was. But yes, at some point, like I just hear it's Spirit in Motion. So you just hear it in your head? Yes. And do you ever think, oh, is that my mind saying that to Mm -hmm. me? Or you know it's not your mind? I know it's not my mind because it's not my voice. Okay. But it's almost like my voice, but it's not. And you can feel... So for me, I can feel where... I know where my thoughts are coming from, my own personal thoughts, and it comes from a different part of my brain. So season five, the reason why the last episode was the end was because, as you said, it was the end of all the building blocks required for fifth dimensional oneness consciousness, right? So fifth dimension is just a framework of consciousness, if you will, and that is within that framework can exist a concept called oneness, and these are all very spiritual terms. So basically it's just an upgrade. <clears throat> it's, it's a consciousness upgrade. It's a life upgrade. It's a happiness upgrade but in order to get there and the reason why we even shared this podcast for five seasons or six seasons now in our seventh we're trying to get people to understand the spiritual perspective around it so that way they can understand why their lives have been falling apart for the past several years and so like you take them through the steps so they can get to what is effectively season seven spirit in motion which is about embodying that consciousness and living according to what you desire and what brings you happiness. So basically just living a happy life filled with your desires. Which is purpose-filled, yeah. This is basically just how to navigate the new world. Yes. And you in it. A new you in it, right? Well, it's just the new world is you, I guess. Yeah, true. But I think we'll also find ourselves, even through our healing, and I think this is the one distinction we have to make is, and you've experienced this as well, as you've kind of dealt with your karmic issues and your fears and your ego, is that as much as you change and your life more or less stays the same in relationships, you also have to learn how to navigate all the minefields and pitfalls where you know you have a higher consciousness, but those around you and the world and 
your society don't necessarily match that consciousness. Yeah. When I was doing it, I felt very alone in it. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like when other oh, people thanks, are doing Rhea. it. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I know what you mean. I do know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> but now I find like a lot of people are doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yes. Like I felt alone because I, was, I felt like I was the only one doing it because I felt like there was something only wrong with me. Yeah. You know, but now looking back, I realized there was something wrong with all of us. <laughs> exactly. And I was just doing it because I was just really, it was either that or death, right? Like right. it was, it was two choices. I, I can't, if I can't live as me, I don't want to live. So I had to figure out how to live as me. Well, you just became aware of your suffering much more quickly, I think, than others. And that required a level of honesty and self-assessment that most people are not able. Why was I so focused on relationships? Why was that my thing? So first of all, in part because as we might have shared or you might have shared or something, is that your karmic theme was, um, I am unlovable, right? So the people with the unlovable theme tend to be very relationship focused, if not totally obsessed. Um, I don't know if we want to run down the seven karmic themes real fast. So the karmic theme is the way in which it provides the backdrop through which we experience our karmic issue are our karmic stories and what's a karmic story so you have a core fear and we that is have a core we fear. all carry it we all carry it if we come into this world with this belief i am not good enough and that belief gets played out through various stories and there's generally there's a general theme for these stories and that theme will provide the backdrop and there's so it, and there's seven often, general themes there are seven general themes i am unlovable i am undeserving i am not worthy i am imperfect I am broken, I am evil, I am nothing. Do you need to know what your karmic theme is in order to work through your karma? No, not necessarily, because again, the core fear is the same for everyone, which is I am not good enough. So really, in order to become the most powerful version of yourself, effectively get to the last episode of the last season, and to be able to live in this oneness, yes, is to get to the belief that I am good enough on every level. Precisely. Which is why we call it wholeness, because we have four levels, effectively, mm-hmm. four bodies. Yes. Emotional, physical mental and spiritual yes and in order to be conscious Mm -hmm. our emotional mental and physical bodies need to be fully healed the bodies need to be in line with each other and they can only be in line when they are fully healed so the whole point of the whole last six seasons has been explaining how to do that yes effectively in all the different ways and showing how we think they're healed but they're not the hacks that we try and bypass in order to heal them but they're not Mm -hmm. how to heal them which is effectively making choices, and then how, once they're healed, integrating the spiritual body yes. into the mix in order to get into higher consciousness. That's right. Yeah. But, and so in order to be in 5D, 5D oneness, you need the spiritual seven, consciousness. You need to be in higher consciousness. Yes. Because to be in higher consciousness, which is a whole healed spiritual body, it doesn't mean that you have to think. I am God, or that I am divine. We don't really have to think in any of those new agey or spiritual terms. We just have to be able to live in love. It doesn't mean to love other people. We just have to know what that means. And so the issue and why we have been breaking apart relationships, in part because that was sort of the crux of your issue or the way in which you played out your theme, was because it's our relationships that have been in crisis because we've really been having to confront them all. Okay. In order to facilitate our healing. Because relationships in 5D, well, everything in 5D is relational. 
So if everything's relational, the thing that we have to examine are all of our relationships. Our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to other people, our relationship to our society, our relationship to our leaders, and our relationship to the environment, to the world, etc. Can you be in 5D and have some dysfunctional relationships? No. You can be aware of the dysfunction in certain relationships, but you're not playing in them. We say that 5D is all relational, but mm-hmm. so is 3D. In a different way. Hear me out. Okay. Separation. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Separation, mm-hmm. effectively, that there is a right and a wrong, a black and a white, a good and a bad, which creates rules which basically govern all our behavior. Okay. And we use judgment and shame yes. to keep us in line. Okay. Right? In order to do all of that, we do it because we think someone else is going to give us something. Mm-hmm. Right? So in some fucked up way, okay. 3D was the kind of fucked up version of relationships, all of them. Fair. But we would invite you to see it another way, Rhea, which is to understand that there's no relationship when transaction is at the core of it. That means that in 3D there was pretty much no relationship. Pretty much. One is defined by an external transactional nature of this is what I need to look like, this is what I need to be, this yes. is who I need and to be. And that was all in order to ensure our survival. So while 5D is relational, which is underpinned by harmony, right? So it's about relationships that are harmonious. 3D was all about survival. Yeah. One's about staying alive. Yes. One's about creating a life. Right. And, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, we were discussing it and I said, it was either die or live as me. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because for me, the 3D of just surviving, I didn't want to survive anymore. Mm-hmm. So my choices weren't survive or live as me. Yeah. My choices became die or live as me. Yes. And that is live as me mm-hmm. is what I would call 5D. Live as you in integrity. <laughs> well, live as because because I mean obviously the longer version of live as me is live as me and be loved for it. Live as me and you know enjoy my life. Live as me and have the things that I desire, experience mm-hmm. the things that I desire, be happy every morning, live as me and for it to work out effectively. Right. Yeah. Because for that to really work, it's live as me is the healed me. Yeah. Not the broken me that's just trying to run away from all of my problems and my dysfunction. No, yeah. So as you had said before, part of your end goal was I would be married by the end of a certain season. And you're not... And you're okay with that now. I'm I'm actually quite happy about it. (laughs) Amen. Because marriage as an institution that was very 3D based, again, that was all about survival. And it was really what helped keep 3D together. One of the really big underpinnings of 3D and separation, which was one of the few ways in which we can convince ourselves we could ever experience love, is falling apart. And it's going to continue to fall apart. And I know we've alluded to that before, but it's really happening, Rhea. Like the reality of it is coming. And more than what people realize, this is not just, you. okay, people are going to be divorcing and there's just going to be a high divorce rate over a certain amount of time. And then, you know, it'll kind of whatever, even itself out. This is the watershed moment for that particular institution, because not only are we going to see fewer people get married, we're just going to see a lot of other types of relationship take its place. Okay. And that's going to happen over a couple of, a couple of generations. 
before we really think, wow, marriage is so outdated, it's so antiquated, which we kind of know it already is, but it still feels quite present because we know enough married people that we think, okay, maybe it's less normal, but it's still normal. It's going to be, it's going to seem very abnormal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what will marriage even mean then? So I mean, you're married. I am married. <laughs> maybe in the next lifetime I won't be <laughs> if I come back which I maybe probably won't after this. Marriage, for people who are choosing to stay married through all of this, right? Because there's just, and I mean, nobody's been immune to troubles and stuff like that. It's a covenantal relationship. So covenantal relationship, and I have to use that phrase, so I'm really sorry if that's like a little religious-y or whatever, but a covenantal relationship is the most sacred, sacred type of relationship you can have. And it's effectively one that you have with the divine or with, a god or really that strongest relationship you can have to yourself right so do i have a covenantal relationship with myself ask yourself that it is so. i see myself as the most sacred being i yeah. respect myself fully i do everything in my betterment that is a covenantal relationship like i completely honor myself inside out 100 percent. and it's not just because of some external belief system or mindset that I've decided to adopt. It's just because I know it from the inside out. So the answer is yes, I think I do. I do. But I know also that that will just get deeper and deeper and deeper. So like in a year's time, I'm going to laugh that I thought I did now. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, that makes perfect sense. And so for anybody wishing to get married now or anyone who is already married, if they can't get to that point, it's not going to work. And so the fractures or fissures in an already existing marriage will get bigger and bigger and bigger until it finally breaks, unless the people in that relationship decide they want to heal it and they want to heal it together. Or people who are sort of on the precipice or on the cusp of like, oh, we've been together for a while. We always thought we'd get married, have kids, you know, fill in the blank life. But I'm not sure why I don't feel like doing that. And it's because maybe I really do need to work on myself. Maybe there's something more. And part of that, interestingly, it's not in the outline, which is so much of marriage in the 3D sense was about creating the nuclear family. We do this because we're going to have kids. Now, the souls coming through, they do not need parents to stay together. They do not need dysfunctional parents. They need whole-healed individuals who will effectively sponsor and partner with them in order for them to live their purpose. So they don't necessarily need to be born into a nuclear family and experience that sort of traditional makeup. They just need really cool, awesome people who can see them for who they are because they can see themselves for who they are. Yeah. That's cool. That's, That's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Are you saying that all marriages are going to crumble? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them will. And if the ones that really are not in integrity... There are people, they will probably spend a shit ton of energy trying to tape them back together, but they will continue to crumble and crumble and crumble if there's even an ounce of dishonesty, which means this one, at least one or the other, one or the other persons or both people live in, are living in a level of denial, which a lot of people in marriages do. I'm kind of unhappy, but I don't know why. But I'm not going to own that because that means that might mean that my whole life will fall apart. So I'm just going to ignore it. Well, that was why I did it. Yeah. That was exactly why I wanted to get married. Yeah. Because I thought, 
this is what people do. They get married, they have kids. This is what makes them happy. <laughs> That's actually what makes them unhappy. All, all the toxic shit I carry and all the emotion, like all the damage I carry and all the crap I've got, it's just going to magically go away yeah. when I meet someone. And, oh no, it's definitely not going to be the case that all my crap is going to come out and be mirrored by their crap. And we're just going to be flinging crap at each other until we're covered in shit. Oh no, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Right. And actually the total opposite obviously happened. Every single person I met showed me a new side of myself that I didn't apparently like. And and I had to work through that and heal that. So for me, yes, relationships and the idea of marriage saved my life. Mm. But because I found out that all of it was, well, what I thought it was Uh and what I thought it would give me Mm -hmm. was actually the opposite. It did give me the covenantal union I so wanted, Mm -hmm. but it was with myself, which I know is so snooze. And I find that like, even as I say it, it's like, oh my God, am I really one of those spiritual people who are like, love yourself, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of do, but it's also (laughs) not what I mean because I also think that like, I loved all the relationships I've had. I love the relationships I'm in. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing negative about those things. Everything, they all had reasons. Yeah. But I just realized that the more and more I faced the bits of me I didn't like, mm-hmm. the better my relationships got. Yeah. Every single one. Yes. And some are with people that have been with me from the start of this whole journey, process, adventure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And some are newer relationships, but they're all the depth of them, the value of them, the joy in them, there's just so much more because I'm able to hold more joy, depth, value, you know, all the, all the other stuff. Yeah. So when I say like, I did find that covenantal union is in myself. Yeah, I did, but I got to enjoy it with other people. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Oh, does that make sense? Oh, completely. Yeah. And so what, some of what you're describing is when you're with somebody and maybe they were reflecting back some part of you that you realized you didn't like, I mean, those are what we call karmic relationships. So when we're in the depth of our karma and we're burning out our issue through our stories and confronting our fears, those are not necessarily relationships that are going to last because they're not meant to last. They're just meant to help facilitate our healing so we can move on. Mm -hmm. And we often won't move on together because some of that's a bit traumatic. Some of it's a bit unpleasant. And so then we end up, you know, we you choose to stay with them. Then it just takes a lot more time and energy invested in order to not only heal yourself, but then heal all the, you know, the shared trauma so you can move on. And it is possible. It's possible. Because you guys did it. Not in the same way because he was never a karmic relationship. Because we had our own issues that didn't have to really do with each other. The issues that we might have had together as individuals was less about karma and more about can we just keep making this work can we continue to choose each other and grow in our intimacy while we were confronting all of our personal issues so how can you tell if something's a comic relationship or not oh there's like so many things <laughs> sometimes you you fall hard fall fast and sometimes it's well first and you really can't get enough of each other you just really want to be with them all the time and there's just a lot of bullshit involved and there's a lot of work. How can you tell whether a marriage is worth working on mm-hmm. or allowing it to crumble then? What makes Am I capable of being happy when I'm still in partnership with this person? That's to me the fundamental question you have to ask yourself. Okay. And every time I look at my husband, I just think we still have fun together. 
we can still be a part of each other's lives because, I don't know, he still makes me laugh and I wouldn't want to be with somebody else. And it's okay if you can, I wouldn't say this personally, but there are people who still stay in marriages. Maybe they have fantasies of being around other people, but they don't necessarily act on those. I mean, everybody has their own thing. But are you still choosing the person? But are you choosing them from a place of, I don't need them, but I really want them? Mm. Yeah, that's the nice place. Yeah. Because I have to say, for me, it was always a need until it became a want. Exactly. And I couldn't tell the difference Mm -hmm. because I was like, no, it's what I want. And I was like, well, actually, I would, because I always, and I had this conversation recently with someone as well. It's like, if a need means without you, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Whereas a want is either way, I'm good enough. Are we saying that we should stay together because we have a house, we have kids, we have this, we have that? Or is it because we really want each other? And sometimes maybe a bit of space to fling off that karma. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I feel like, and this is something I've learned a lot, sometimes a relationship needs a break. It needs space. Mm-hmm. So the two people can actually finish what they're doing mm-hmm. alone because they won't maybe, maybe be able to do it together. Well, I don't think relationships need breaks. People need breaks. The relationship, the moment we start taking breaks, this, this it works for some, but the reality is that you either grow together or you don't. We stay together, but I needed, he need, we each needed space to kind of grow in our own way. Right? No, but what I mean is sometimes be, you can grow together, but then you reach like a cap and actually you need to go and do something else for a bit and then maybe you can come back together later. Because I just think there's so many different... You know, part of 5D oneness that we haven't really touched on today is that there are no rules apart from respect. And everyone is divine. Mm-hmm. And you are the creator of your own life. So anything that you hear in these podcasts that you don't necessarily agree with, but actually, for me, it's different. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. For you, it is different. Yeah. We're trying here to offer different perspectives and as many as we can mm-hmm. and sometimes it may seem complicated or confusing because of that yeah but actually the only rule in all of this is if you are a whole healed individual and you know yourself mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want create your own rules as long as you respect yourself and others which is why i guess we're talking about marriage because in when it comes to so many marriages nowadays mm-hmm. they aren't whole healed individuals respecting one another it's two people figuring out their FOMO their shit Mm -hmm. their fears and just hoping that like literally hoping that the other person's going to catch them sort them out and give them back in a different package and that's not happening over and over and over again whether it is you're locked in a room with that person for a year and you still didn't sort it out to whether it is whatever whatever's happening often people are like kind of bashing their heads against the wall going why is he not fixing me why is she not fixing me why are we not fixing each other yeah because the truth is you were never meant to and so when i talk about us being divine and us being these whole healed individuals and then do whatever the fuck you want totally and i respect every choice you make but the question is before that is it what are you giving away here in order to pretend that you think you're good enough well, often it's a person's truth or integrity. And by truth, I just mean really who they are. As you said, I couldn't live not being myself. And 
3D taught us we did that for security. We did it for safety. Yeah. But I only found, and you know what I keep saying, like, it was either death or live as me. The one thing, you know, we're speaking about relationships. The one thing that I notice is that so many relationships did die. Yeah. And, just as a side note, a lot of them were reborn. Hmm. Same people, friendships, all of that. But they did die. Yeah. Because I do think that when you're locked in a dynamic with someone, it's really difficult to grow and evolve sometimes. Yes with that dynamic still existing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a breakup can push us to grow and evolve. It can light a fire under our ass and be like, wow, I'm really fucking up here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a breakup can force us to be like, wow, you know, I'm feeling lonely and crap and I want to figure out why so I don't need anyone. And sometimes it's just about, it's like for our growth and evolution. You know, we say that a lot in in a lot of the stuff that we have, but it brings us to a new point each time well relationships begin and end with us right and so if every relationship we're in is a reflection of where we are is that what it is and the one that we have to ourselves the more healed we are the better our relationships will be maybe not to the same person because they haven't done their own healing or they're just avoiding or they've diverged and done their own thing but what you're describing a bit And I think, so this was sort of like me describing higher consciousness. Often those relationships will not come back together. What we're going to see more and more, and this is going to take a while, is the fact that when people go, they don't come back. Our consciousness is growing to that extent that it's really not about like, oh, can we find our way back to each other? It's the, I'm so far along in my growth and evolution. I'm not me anymore. Not the person you ever knew and so it's about also finding ourselves in relationships that will mirror that and that will be so completely different from what we've ever known and so the reason this episode is titled using our imaginations is that the rea- <laughs> the reality of 5d is 5d reality has never existed before so we really have to stretch and imagine and think outside the box when it comes to our lives and that includes relationships. It includes, well, what would my life look like if I weren't in this partnership? And if I weren't with this person? It's not that easy because most of us have already written our entire futures around being with this one person or in that particular relationship. Or in that particular dynamic within exactly. that relationship. Precisely. And so to be invited to imagine something outside of it is really difficult, especially the older you are. And so what we really need to do is start to imagine. Imagine what it could all be. Imagine what the possibilities are. And they are endless, as we know. And so when these partnerships and marriages are falling apart, what they really are, they're opportunities for growth. But not in like a lame way. (laughs) Fair. Sorry. (laughs) That was accompanied by a really massive Rhea eye roll. (laughs) Fair. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, what's the lame way and what's the not lame way? You tell me. Well, I don't know. But just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, there are opportunities for growth because it's like, oh my gosh, so maybe I won't live and die in the same town I always thought we were going to live in. Maybe I won't live and die in the same house. Maybe I'll travel. It's just know? a different maybe possibility. All, so many endless possibilities. Well, that's like that. the whole point. And I think that's why I keep kind of coming back to this is that 5D, this new world, this new place that we're kind of creating, 
it's not just like kind of being plopped down on our laps and then off you go, you walk into like an archway and then you're in like this different world. Mm-hmm. The 5D will exist because we act in a 5D way to make it exist. Yeah. So if, I mean, I'm going to talk about a really simple example, you know, the more people who act in a certain way, the more it becomes a normal thing to do, mm-hmm. right? So effectively, to have a 5D world, you need a lot of people who believe in 5d principles yes <laughs> who honor scale. themselves who don't like but that's it yeah. that's all it is 5d literally comes from our behavior from mm-hmm. our beliefs from our actions we create it yes. by living it mm-hmm. in the simplest way but part of that creating living it is going to be allowing for all the different ways in which we are creating and living it because each one will have a different perspective and idea about that right mm-hmm. and have a different imagination about that so as kind of i said a bit earlier i guess but like we get to create it in any which way we want mm-hmm. so when we use our imaginations the only question is what do i truly desire what do i truly want to feel yes what makes me smile get me excited if if I could, if I had a blank page, as you said, I think at the end last episode of season two or three, never gonna know. Okay. One of the last season finales of one of the episodes, you said if you were the architect of your own life, what would you make? Mm. Like, what would it look like? What would your house look like? What would your relationships look like? Not with who, but what would they look like? What would they feel like? What would your life feel like? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here to create. And it's going to look very different for everyone, but it's probably going to feel the same. Hmm. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.